We are I. I got to witness a situation yesterday that makes me very proud about how I was raised and it makes me even more proud of the mind that I have and the people I've surrounded my life with. Now, there's multiple great things that happened yesterday, but one of them was when the transplanter showed up at the farm to plant all the transplants, obviously, um, and a buddy of mine brought down three of, of, of his employees and so it's the five of us, and this is something that's supposed to you go relatively easily and smooth, you know, which obviously nothing, especially in farming, ever does. And for those of you who don't know what a transplanter is or transplants, transplants are little tiny plants that get grown in a greenhouse because it kind of just helps start them, helps gives them give them a lot, um, a lot better start at life. So if you plant say 9,000 seeds in a greenhouse, like you're you're going to get most of those 9,000 seeds have uh, germinated properly. They get like a really good root mass going. Like it's just, it's a healthy plant instead of just direct seeding the seed into the ground in the field and kind of hoping for the best. Um, and a transplanter machine is something you pull behind a tractor. It's got wheels on it. It's got a little seat and it has a wheel to your right that, spins very slowly <clears throat> and it has three little um they're kind of triangular shaped cones and you drop the transplants in as it goes around pull one drop it pull one drop it pull one drop it and it doesn't go that fast it's just a good pace to be able to keep them going you pull them out and you drop them in and this digs a little hole in the ground and it pops in and then it pushes the dirt back over and there's somebody who has to walk behind it and just, you know, maybe push the dirt over it a little bit more so the roots aren't exposed because the birds and bugs and everything will get at the roots. Now, this is what happens when it goes smoothly. You just kind of walk along behind it with the shovel and you just kind of scoop a little dirt over. Very simple. Well, the topography of the land changes quite a bit, you know, where we were. And what happens is that when you you set it to a certain depth and you hope that the majority of the time that these transplants end up in the ground. Well, that wasn't the case where we were. About, I would say, three quarters of them didn't end up in the ground how they were supposed to. They ended up getting just dropped kind of on top of the ground. And it wasn't something you could adjust the depth to because it just, it would either be too low, too high, blah, 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 blah. So it's just how it had to happen. So two of us had to walk behind and, you know, it was just under three acres of land, which, you know, there's 9,000 transplants that we had to do. And you had to dig a hole by hand, pop it in, put it over. And it's every 12 inches, maybe 10 inches. I can't remember. But the part that I value is that once we realized how sideways this was going, which was very, very quickly, within the first literally like two minutes, is that nobody said anything to anybody that you just knew what had to happen. It was just shut up and get it done. 
Just shut the fuck up. Don't bitch. Don't complain. Don't whine. Just shut up and get it done. And it got to the point where like you're side shuffling and bending over. So you're kind of side shuffling to the right. Okay, fuck that leg's tired. Switch to the side, side shuffle to the left. And you're bent over the entire time. Again, these plants are only like, you know, eight inches tall. You know, with a root mass on them, it's about two inches, maybe two and a half inches. So you're bent over the entire time. Okay, well now after two or three rows, that fuck, that doesn't work anymore because you're big. Now you're straddling you know, the, the transplant line and you're bending over straight. So you're like, well, this is going to be better because it's a little bit more equal. Then your back's are, and then you go to stand up and it's just like you've been hit by a sledgehammer in the back. But you know the muscles are just tight and stretched and you're like, fuck it. Like, you know, you can work through this. This is why you worked out today. But fuck, you trained lower back and back today of all days. But you also sat in the sauna and the ice bath to be able to help counter some of this shit. So you're like six or eight rows in. You know, like this bending over thing in any facet is just not helping at all. So I start crawling. Then I'm just like, this seems kind of like a bitch move. But I'm like, that's the problem with the mind. It's like, well, are you a bitch because you're crawling on your hands and your knees? Because you're only going a few inches each time. So it almost makes it pointless to stand up. That's why you stay bent over the whole time. But I'm like, if I go on my hands and knees, you know, this is easier on my back and my body. So I'm like, fuck it. I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. But then I'm thinking the contrast is funny because I'm in like a golf shirt and Nike dress shorts. And I'm out and now it's starting to rain a little bit. And like, I'm just fucking covered head to toe in mud all over my face. The mud's so thick on my hands. It's like I'm wearing gloves. It was awesome. I loved every single second of it. You know, and you're just going, then all of a sudden, like, these guys break for lunch. And I'm like, fuck, lunch would be nice. I'm like, I haven't ate breakfast yet. I haven't ate lunch. But I'm like, fuck it. I'm like, I want to get this done because I don't know how long this is going to take. And I still have other work I need to do today and meetings to go to. So hour after hour after hour goes by and we're there. We started at 1030 in the morning. And finally, my buddy who owns or, you know, owns this company who has these employees and this tractor and this transplanter. He just fucks off. He doesn't say anything to anybody. He just fucks off. And I'm like, where the fuck is he going? So then he comes back and he, he's like, hey, Blake. And I was like, what? And he's like, coffee or hot chocolate? And I was like, oh, you sly son of a bitch. Like, there is nothing when you are just, your morale's getting low. You haven't eaten anything. You're like four hours into this shit. And it's raining, you're covered in mud, and you're just like, your body's starting to break down, and somebody's like, do you want something good? And I was like, motherfucking, I wanted coffee. So I popped the left that coffee, and I look at it, I'm like, well, that's not black. I'm like, that's got some kind of creamer milk in it. It's probably got sugar in it, too. And I'm like, but I've worked out, sat in the sauna, sat in the ice bath. I've been out in the field for like four hours maybe four and a half hours at that point in time. And I'm like, fuck it. Like, I need something. And oh, man, did that caffeine hit me like a blast because I never normally drink caffeine in the afternoon. I usually have my greens, which I didn't have either. And it was like I was a whole new person right back down in the field, row after row after row. And I'm looking at my clock. I'm like, it's like 3, 3.30. I'm like quickly trying to cancel meetings, fucking one after another after another, apologizing to people, missing meetings by an hour because I'm losing track of time. 
all this shit. And I'm just like, just going. You know, finally, 4.30 comes around, which is good. Because I had a meeting at 5 and 9. needed to go home and shower before I was before I got there. And we finished up. And I was like, you know, the part that I value, the whole point behind the story is that it's like nobody, the, the fact that nobody complained. When you're around people who just, who just know, it's like, yeah, nobody wanted to do that kind of work. And yes, it was only the two of us having to, you know, go back and do this. But I thought, I'm like, if this other guy wasn't like this and I'd use all myself, how fucking hard that would be. That would have been like a 12 or 14 hour day out in the field. That would have been brutal. But then I thought, I'm like, he's probably thinking if this motherfucker wasn't like this, I would be out here for 10 or 12 hours today doing this shit. You know, or my buddy who's just kind of volunteering his time and his resources, maybe he would feel obligated to do this shit, which I don't want him to do at all. Like everybody's kind of playing his part. He's driving around giving guys water, hot chocolates, coffees, giving people food, driving the trays to the ends of the rows to be able to make sure that the process doesn't slow down. You just get them in the ground as fast as you can. Well-seasoned veteran when it comes to farming. Like that's his role, his job. My role, my job is any fucking anything that needs to get done to shut up and do it. You know, because growing up on a farm and, you know, especially when it comes to harvesting or planting or anything to do with farming, it's like, man, if you bitch, shut the fuck up. If you can't shut the fuck up, get out of here because nobody wants you around. And I thought, you know, like this is the problem, I think, these days with people. I had this thought while I was in the field. So the problem with people these days is their jobs don't allow them to be able to see true accomplishment. You can finish a task, but I mean actually true accomplishment. When you look at a dirt field that has nothing in it, and now all of a sudden you look back and there's 9,000 plants in these little perfect rows in this field, you're just like, well, I feel accomplished. But then three, four months later, as you watch those things grow and you can harvest the fruit of those plants and you can sell it and you can see people coming in. You know, there's a financial transaction happening in place. There's something to do with being the steward of land that makes you have a sense of accomplishment that I think isn't the same as if you were in office buildings or, you know, doing certain work. Like, yes, you might get money. Yes, you might finish tests, but there's something different about this sense of accomplishment when you were a steward of land. You actually grow something from nothing. There's a seed and you go full circle with that. You know, it could be because I'm extremely exhausted because I only slept two or three hours last night. And I'm maybe not articulating this thought very well. You know, but the marrying of those two, and I'm going to let this marinate in my mind today. You know, between people who just have the ability to get shit done, you don't need instruction. You don't need encouragement. You don't need anything. You just recognize what needs to get done and you shut the fuck up and you do it. Because that's what needs to get done. And then having the true sense, I think, of 
historic and primal accomplishment attached to that, I think is where some really good fulfillment in life lies. So it's the question of the day is, do you feel actual fulfillment or when you reflect on the fulfillment that you get in your life, do you feel like there's a hole or there's something missing in that accomplishment? It's a good question. I'd love to hear your answers.